today's edition of the Dream Machine Podcast is brought to you by the Big Baller Brand. The Big Baller Brand has been bringing you bullshit since 2016, I believe. 2017 was the official start of the run. Okay. And now, today's edition of the Dream Machine Podcast with your co-hosts, Trenton Giddings and Thomas Mason. And welcome to this edition of the Dream Machine Podcast. I am your host, Trenton Giddings, sitting next to my co-host, Thomas Mason. And to, to clarify the introduction, as a big baller brand historian myself, um, twenty I would have been November of 2016, LeVar first was quoted as saying, Lonzo is better than Steph Curry. Put Steph Curry on UCLA and put Lonzo on the Lakers and see, or put Lonzo on, on the Warriors, see what happens. That was, that was the quote. So tw- late 2016, but he really got on the map later on. But he did some he did some pre branding in 2016 and really established his, the brand. His first national quotes came in 2016. Okay, but then like nobody really knew who he was. He was just Lonzo Ball's dad at that point. He was no he was not Lavar yet. And to put this in context for our listeners, Trent is sitting here in a Stay in Yo Lane shirt. Just just to be clear, I am a disciple of of Lavar Ball. Um, Full disclosure. I, I may come with a biased take when we talk about Leangelo Ball. Hopefully, we see him rocking pinstripes um, this upcoming year. Or pinstripes playing for the Yankees? No, the the Orlando Magic oh, pinstripes. Okay. Just, just just making sure. <laughs> now, but anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about the real news that's going on. Kendrick Perkins is back with the Cleveland Cavaliers after his hiatus. He was on the Canton Charge for a little bit. He's been on the can charge for basically the entire season, I believe. Yeah. Like actually like He active, started the year on the Cavs. Actively playing in the D League. Like not like on assignment in the D League. Like no, he was on the charge and he was just playing in the D League like for some reason. The man's been to the NBA finals with two different teams. <laughs> and and he was Has it, he won with two different teams? No, he lost with the Thunder. But he won with the Celtics. And he won with the Celtics, yeah. So he's he also been to the finals with the Cavs. Was he on the cat last? Wait. He was on the he was on the 2014. Oh, the first team. He was on the first. So he's been team. to three different finals. He may have been on. I don't know if he was on the next years, but he was definitely on the you know what? 14, 15. Don't quote us on three because he might have been in like four or five. Who knows? He could have been on that 2001 Sixers team. <laughs> <laughs> you really never know. But anyway. Kendrick Perkins is back. Now, why do you think the Cavaliers brought him in um, for the playoffs? Well, they need a tough guy and a a stable locker room presence. Like, this is kind of why they signed him at the beginning of the season. They didn't really care that he was playing on the Canton charge. Like, they weren't like, ooh, what could could Kendrick Perkins be doing? What can he bring to the charge? (laughs) Because notice when uh, when they had all those big guys hurt earlier, they didn't call him up. No. (laughs) They let him stay with the charge. But he just he brings a tough guy. If you remember after uh, Kelly Olynyk uh, ripped Kevin Love's arm off in the 15 playoffs, Kendrick Perkins was immediately substituted into the game and just set a blatantly dirty screen that just laid Jay Crowder out at about half court. Right. That's what Kendrick Perkins brings. That is what exactly what Kendrick Perkins brings. And now the real question with this is, do the Cavs have another open roster spot to sign their favorite player in the playoffs, Dante Jones? Now here's the thing with Dante Jones. The one thing they can't do is overpay him. They have to be paying him 
five figures. Otherwise, you're just not going to get the same Dante Jones. Well, well, no, they pay him four figures. That's that's what you got to understand. Oh, it was four it's, figures. It was it was a one game. So two seasons in a row, they they signed him before the last game. So eighty one of eighty two games played, they signed him, paid him eight thousand dollars, which is the one game share of like the veterans minimum. Mm-hmm. But LeBron will pay his fines, which are a a portion of like. Like one one hundredth or one one thousandth of his uh, contract. His, so his NBA was, contract. LeBron was paying like an eighty dollar fine when he did that, if, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I do recall. But Dante Jones, best investment Dan Gilbert ever made, because in the sixteen finals, Dante Jones came in and scored five points in Game Seven right before halftime. Five points. That's huge. Was- Dan Gilbert paid five thousand or eight thousand dollars for five points in the NBA Finals, and it really paid off. Yeah, I'm sure he would have paid a lot more for those five points. Yes, I'm sure he would have. Anyway, it's good to see Kendrick Perkins back. And I think the other thing is he's he seems, by all, all the interviews I've heard and players that have been, been with him and uh, played with him, is he seems like quite a glue guy in the locker room, the guy that knows how to talk to everyone in their own special ways to get them motivated, which is he seems just like a like a, like another coach. Like yeah, a, like he really is. He's like that like what Kevin Garnett did like his last two years of his career where he really just, he was on the team and he occasionally got in the game, but he really was just like a, a locker room guy, like a pep talk guy. Yeah. Like you could tell like a he, living legend, he really couldn't play anymore, but like everybody kind of just respected him because he was, he was a great player at one point. And, and he's kind of scary. Yeah. I think Kendrick Perkins has the same thing just in a different way. I got another person that, that fits that category. Juwan Howard. Yes, Jawan Howard, definitely another one. And I think LeBron respects him, so that that really has a lot that, to do with this. That's mostly what, what has to do with yeah. this. I would say Jason Terry would be another one, but he, he starts now. <laughs> yeah, but Jason Terry at 700 years old he starts. is starting. He was starting on the Bucks, a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, which is, uh, that's scary. They also have Jamal Crawford on that team. Yeah, that's... That's simultaneously one of the youngest and oldest teams in the league. That is that is an old man's game with Jamal Crawford and Jason Terry. Jason I, Terry's got to be pushing 40. Those guys played when headbands were, were cool, and they still wear them when they're not cool. Yeah, like Jason Terry's back from the Allen Iverson era of really baggy uniform. The high socks, the high like, knee like, socks. Like really high socks and a headband. I remember... I was like in third, fourth grade when high knee socks were, were cool, especially with and one sneakers and and some some shorts that just got past the knees. So you couldn't see any leg, but not because of the leggings, not not like what the kids are wearing with these full on leggings. We're talking socks and shorts. That's like baseball just, socks, just really baggy shorts. I mean, that's the other thing. We, we want baseball socks. Anyway, another news topic going on. Tim Tebow is officially back, playing for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, the Mets Double A team. First at bat, home run for Tim Tebow. Now, Thomas, where does this put Tebow as far as the Mets lineup? Well, considering how bad the Mets are going to be this year, it should put him about fifth in their batting order. Yeah, I, I can't see why not. I mean, just bring him up and make it Tim Tebow bobblehead night once a week, and the, the people will come in. Basically, the Met, the Mets kind of did a very smart thing by signing Tim Tebow, although they got a lot of flack for it. You gotta you gotta squeeze Tim Tebow and get as much juice out of him as you possibly can. 
Because people love Tim Tebow. Like, I really hope, like, I mean, I really hope, like, he hits, like, 300 this year and, like, is on the fast track to the majors, gets called up to AAA in the middle of the season, you know, makes it makes it on the 25-man roster. He's not going to do that. No. But realistically, let's hope for him on the expanded roster at the, in September. That is, I think that's a, a reasonable hope. That the Mets just have enough. I mean, because you can you can see this. Like the the Mets clearly know what he's a PR stunt. He's never he's a minor league baseball player. He's not a major league player. He's a PR stunt though. But if he can put up just good enough numbers that they can reasonably call him up on the expanded roster, I'm all for it. I am too. I can I can see him like getting twenty five to thirty at bats in September. Having being like one eighty five, yeah, getting like three hits, but two of them are home runs. Yeah, three hits, two are home runs, like two fly ball outs, eighteen strikeouts, twenty strikeouts. And at some point, like he groups two of those three hits together, so at some point he just goes like twenty one at bats without a hit. And and there's gonna be one moment. There's gonna be one time where it's gonna be kind like down one. Bases loaded. They, yeah, they pinch hit him. They they throw him in there, and and he just gets like some bloop single that just happened to hit off his bat, and and he's gonna score the winning run. Uh, that's that's how the story of Tim Tebow works. Because here's the thing: Tim Tebow is here for legendary moments. Look at his one season in the NFL, just a string of legendary moments, and then the NFL gave up on him for some strange reason that I'll never understand. Yeah. Yeah, Kaepernick can't really say that the NFL does hasn't given up on quarterbacks before because the NFL gave up on Tim Tebow. I don't get it. I still don't get. get he beat why. the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game. Yeah, in overtime on a not very good Broncos team. He, he well, they had a great defense. That was they, they, that was, they had a, they had a good defense. They had a defense that was coming of age. It was it was it was, it was on the way up. It wasn't quite there yet. It's like the '98 Bucks team. Just, just, just had. I had, don't <laughs> think the I don't think the fifteen Broncos and the two thousand one boxers are comparable. No, I'm we're just I'm we're, just throwing that out there. We're way better. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> okay, just all right. So 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 there there we go. But that that was I, I was nervous for what you're gonna say there. I, I was a little nervous. No, no, the 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 two thousand one Bucks are up there with like the eighty five Bears and the. 74 Steelers, teams like that. The other the other defense I'd put in that is the Seahawks um, that beat the Broncos. I think that defense is comparable to all those defenses. What is defenses. that, the 14? It would have been the 2013-2014 Seahawks. Yeah, okay. um, that, that defense was nasty. But anyway, we're off topic. We need to talk more about Tim Tebow. So basically, his best choice for right he, – he needs to – develop another skill i think too i i would agree with that like he needs to do he needs, he needs to, to, learn to, to do something else because like, he, he can't really field from what i've from what i've seen yeah like well his throwing motion is weird surprise surprise <laughs> who would have guessed that he would have a weird throwing motion yeah and i mean I, you don't really he's not that fast so like what are the two things in the outfield you got to have a cannon and you got to be fast if you want right. to be a good defensive. Like everything else you can learn. Like you can learn how to play balls, learn how to f- snag pop flies, climb the wall, do things like that. But like if you're not fast and you don't have a good arm, like 
you can't really be good on defense. And I, and I feel like defense is the, the effort thing, even in baseball. So he's kind of stuck there. Right. So he's got to. And he can't just be a career, a career DH. Just, yeah. just, just not, not a thing. Maybe he can pitch. Has he tried pitching lately? Hey, Otani can do it. Hey, Otani's, Otani's doing both sides. Tim, Tim Wakefield was a double A first baseman who just decided to, he could throw a knuckleball and made a major league career out of it. I did not know that. I would, yeah, it was with the Pawtucket, uh, maybe not. It was the Red Sox double A team, I believe. The Red Sox double A team is, is in Pawtucket? No, I think it's their triple A team is the Paw Sox. The Pawtucket Paw Sox. That just seems well, so it's, fitting. It's the Pawtucket Red Sox, alternatively known as the Paw Sox. Did not know that. Or maybe maybe it is their double A. I don't know. What, either their double A or their triple A team is in Pawtucket. Which, if you've ever been to Pawtucket, is kind of an interesting. Definitely, that's definitely an interesting, interesting thing. It seems like like the vacation spot for for the Boston. Oh people. no, Pawtucket's like a suburb of Providence. Oh, and it's really not that nice of a place. Like it's an inland suburb. If you know what type of place I'm talking about, I can't picture Pawtucket having like like a ghetto. I believe and having like that, gangs well, and stuff. I believe the the city between it and Pittsburgh, Central Falls, had the worst school district in the entire country. Like they fired they fired all of their teachers. Like literally all of them and just hired all new teachers. <laughs> Are there people like repping the Pawtucket streets? Like they I, rep they rep these these things. Listen, the last time I drove through Pawtucket and listened to my dad talk about Pawtucket was like six years ago. So my maybe my Pawtucket information isn't really up to date. But I don't know. I, I, I'm I just know I'm that. just telling you what my view of Pawtucket is. Based on no facts and one anecdote, that's what my view of Pawtucket is. Well, it's better than my view of Pawtucket. And with that, we just we didn't have a lot to talk about today. We got James Cubiello coming up later this week. We'll recap the Masters and uh, the baseball going on with him. We just wanted to hit on Kendrick Perkins and Tim Tebow. If there's anything you'd like to talk about with us on the Dream Machine podcast, for, feel free to tweet out your questions uh, at LDreamMachine. Uh, is our Twitter handle at L E L like the masculine, the dream machine. We'll answer any questions. I promise. Trent, give me one hot take to sign us off. Any specific sport, any uh, big baller brand, big baller brand. Leangelo ball won't get drafted. I'm not so ridiculous in, in thinking that he, he will. Will he go to the JBL? No, Lamelo will. He'll he'll go to a summer league team and he'll he'll do the whole th- he'll do the whole NBA thing. But I, I will say this: Lamelo Ball is going to be a first round draft pick. Just wait, just wait till Lamelo Ball hype still gets up. He's got two more years to get hyped up. We're going to know so much about Lamelo Ball by that point. He's not even going to be a real person. Hot take: Lamelo Ball's draft stock is going to be the same as Leangelo Ball's draft stock, non-existent. Do you think at either point they're playing in Staples Center with with Laker uniforms on or other? Leangelo Ball is on? never playing in an NBA arena. First of all, he's a he's a European pro, first rate at best. It's tough, tough to swallow, man. I, I know, I know it is, but like he's not nearly as athletic. He he's a good shooter. But like he needs to be six foot ten to be an NBA player with his like game and his 
And what like, about what about Lamelo? He's not an NBA two guard. Lamelo jury's still out. I mean, uh, jury's still out. Like I, I feel much more confident on my LiAngelo predictions than on my my Lamelo predictions. Just because he has yet to develop like physically, but I really feel like the fact that he won't play in college is going to hurt him. Yeah, I I, I, it, I think it's I, I think this the the junior basketball league is just going to kind of get overshadowed by either the NCAA is going to like fix the one and done rule to make it so you either go for you can go straight to the league mm-hmm. or you have to stay for like two years. I really feel like that's like when you go to college, you're committing to like two years. You you got to say this about the big baller brand. They see huge issues in sports, and they just say, "I'm going to solve this." I'm going. They may not think about what makes sense to solve it, but they do try to solve it. I'll give you that. They just start a league. We'll we'll start a league. We'll see in Seattle. Yeah, that sounds a lot like someone else we know, who said we're going to build a wall. And and guess who's and, the president of the United States Mexico's right now? Mexico's going to pay for it. I mean, we 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 did talk on this very podcast about a Lavar Ball vice presidential uh, Trump ball on Trump ball twenty twenty. It would be the most unlikeliest of pairs. Those two have clashed before. Those two know exactly who each other are. Those two study each other at late at night. Those two are two peas in a pod. They are a lot alike, and it's it's really scary. My head would explode if those two if those two if I I think the mainstream media would explode too. If I ever saw a video of those two talking to each other, or if they did an interview together, anything that they're just interacting and we can hear what they're saying, oh my god, oh oh my god, that I I think I think I I think I would retire from social media. <laughs> And just retire from just media. Just on on that note. Just media consumption in general. I I don't think, like, I think I'll peak at that point. I don't think anything will ever be better than that. Oh, well, that was one long Big Baller Brand hot take to end the podcast. But uh, we want to thank all our award-winning listeners for our time. We won the award as the Best Mount Union Sports Podcast. Big, prestigious award. Category entrance one. But but heck, someone's got to win. It is what it is. And with that, Triple B's, we're out.